In the first two years of grief, you will have more bad days than good ones. You'll feel like things are never going to change, that you are once again back to square one. It is so hard, but it's also a normal response to losing your loved one, the one that you can't figure out how to survive without. The pain is so great on some days that you don't think you can continue because even when you have a good day or even a good week, that tsunami of grief is once again crashing over you. Where did that even come from? Why did it happen? Today, we'll talk about those days that suck. They're awful and exhausting and hope deflating and all the things that make you want to be anyone but you right now. There are ways to make these days better, but you need to know what is required of you to make that happen. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died? but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you to always feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Hong Kong, our spotlight country this week, and in the U.S., California, you edged out Iowa as the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 95 countries now. This tells me that there is such a need to talk about grief and that it's felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome to the podcast you never wanted to need. I'm glad you're here because it tells me that you're taking steps towards healing. Now for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. Her faith journey through the last six months of her life were unreal, and her death changed me. She is the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we're going to talk about understanding grief. It's not just about being sad. We're going to talk about how to get through the day and how to grow your faith, even if you don't want to talk to God right now. So if you're just starting your journey, Please know that today is not your forever. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. Now, that's not to say that you're going to stop missing your loved one. 
because you never will. But you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. There is no escaping those really hard days in grief. They will come out of nowhere and confuse you. The trigger, it may be a place, a smell, a song, or a crazy little thing that shouldn't be putting you over the edge, but it's going to happen. And when it does, please don't fight so hard to make it stop and don't try to figure it out in that moment. That confusion cost me a lot of energy and helped me go down the rabbit hole or the pit more times than I'd like to admit. If I had just let it be what it was and then take a little better care of myself by, I don't know, going for a walk or reading the word, my focus would have been off of me and onto healthier, helpful things. These moments, these days where grief just sucks, there's no getting around that. But reaching out to God, whatever that looks like right now for you, that's the best thing you can do. You know, in the first days after you lose a loved one, you get a lot of advice, well-meaning, well-meaning advice. But when people, your good Christian friends, kind of point you to God, point you to the Word, I don't know, sometimes it falls on deaf ears because we cannot see that through the pain. And the idea of reading a passage in the Word is just, it's overwhelming because everything's overwhelming. But I need you to understand that going to the Word, praying, honestly, it really doesn't matter what that looks like as long as you are doing that. If you do that on a daily basis, you are going to get through those really crappy days. Now I'm going to share another blog from that childhood friend of mine who is in heaven, but wrote some beautiful devotions. I'm also going to share more of these through the new year so that you have something you can just go to for a devotional without having to search the Bible. You just listen to a podcast that is going to be strictly a devotional. Anyway, her legacy, Kathy's legacy of pointing people to God lives on. And I hope today it reminds you of the most important thing when you are having those days that just suck. On the Sea and Me. This is a Learned Along the Way blog by Kathy Purvis, and it was dated May 21st, 2019. God is not the author of confusion. He is the God of peace, the peace that passes understanding. My confusion comes when I try to figure it all out, make it make sense, when I look ahead, whether that is hours, days, months, or years ahead, and try to sort out all of the pieces. When I strain to see the future and how he's going to move, provide, and execute the plans. Confusion also comes when I expect people to fulfill me, any person on any level, because people are people, sinners like me, with their own baggage, their own perceptions, and their own struggles. Yet I'm constantly setting my expectation on people and circumstances, anticipating how things will turn out, working hard to make things go my way, looking ahead to how circumstances will be, how people will respond, react, and interact, always planning, seeking, wondering, asking, and yes, 
trying to control, happy when they, the people or the circumstances, go my way, sad when they don't, anxious when I don't see the way through, at peace when I have perceived answers, glad when I feel loved, mad, sad, disappointed, and hurt when I do not. But both people and circumstances, they're fickle, changeable, unsteady, unreliable, They remind me of the Sea of Galilee as it's recorded in the scripture during the time of Jesus. Calm one minute, windswept, stormy, and unsafe the next, sometimes providing fulfillment in great catches of fish, other times not giving up one single thing that I need. At times, a mirror of glass, useful as a microphone from the platform of a boat, and at other times, a raging maelstrom seemingly bent on my destruction. But there are two things that were and are true about the Sea of Galilee. Number one, it doesn't go away. It is there as an obstacle or a road, an object lesson or a source of resources, a tool to be used or a challenge to be faced. And number two, it is always under the sovereign hand of Almighty God. He controls the storms allowing some, calming others, making the fishing fruitful or sparse. These things are true about the Sea of Galilee. They are also true about my life and my little vessel, my life on this sea of circumstances and people. It is always in his control as well. Even when I grab the rudder to go my own way, he's still with me, still redeems the circumstance, still guides me back on course. Even when the wind and the waves are high, he's with me, sometimes speaking to them and causing them to still, sometimes using them to demonstrate his miraculous power, sometimes appearing to do nothing, but always in complete control and always with my best interest at heart. I cannot change the sea. It remains fickle, consistently inconsistent. I cannot control the storms. Sometimes I see them coming, and sometimes they spring up out of nowhere. I cannot even provide my own resources. Sometimes the way he provides breaks the nets in the abundance, and sometimes I fish all night and catch nothing. I cannot control the people in my life, how they respond, what they do or do not do. And I cannot control the circumstances around me, the good or the bad. But I can trust the master of the wind and waves. I can rest in his promises knowing he will never allow me to drown. I can relax in the boat, putting all of my expectations on him and none on the people or circumstances of my life. Remembering that if he is for me, who can be against me? And because he loves me, nothing can separate me from him. And when I do that, cool stuff happens, like miraculous catches of fish and walking on water, like storms suddenly stopping and the waters going from boat swamping waves to a sheet of glass, sometimes immediately and sometimes after a while. I can look back through the years of my life and see his hand over and over and over again. And I can look ahead with my eyes firmly fixed on him, knowing he has good in store for me. 
Will storms come? Of course. Will he be with me? Of course. Will he use them for my good and his glory? Of course. I can't control the sea, but I can trust the one who does. And life is so much sweeter when I do. Not on the outside. The sea is going to be the sea regardless of me. But on the inside, I can have peace. Not dependent on you or them or circumstances, what the future may or may not hold, but simply because of him, the master of the wind and waves, and the God who calls me friend. See, you can have peace in grief. You can have peace on those crappy days, and you can rest in God's promises. It is that peace that passes all understanding. Because people don't understand why, how could you have peace when life's falling apart? But God is near the brokenhearted, so he is near you right now, whatever your day or your future holds. The word of the week is Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Well, that patient part, that's not easy but it is necessary in grief. Now the journey works or the work of your journey. Next year, we're going to talk about impossible things. God says nothing is impossible to those who believe on him. But do we believe this? Do you believe this right now, today? I want you to make a list of three things that in this moment, you think are impossible for your life. And then just tuck the list away until after the first of the year when we start challenging what that means in your life and in mine. If any of you missed the Holiday Grief Relief Summit, you missed something special. The speakers were amazing. They were honest and transparent, but always, always pointing us back to God, the true healer. So if you did miss it, I had a lot of people ask. They didn't want the whole package, but they did want the summit recordings. So I have made that available. Just go back to the HolidayGriefReliefSummit.com website and you can get the recordings there. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, OpenDoorChurch.com. And please join us in the Grief Group for Christian Women, the private Facebook group. The links to everything you need are, of course, in the show notes or on the website. But that group, y'all, that is a group that you want to be a part of. It is a place of faith and hope and always supporting each other and pointing each other to the true healer. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and know that you're not alone. Keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on the couch and keep taking steps, however small or slow, towards healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, 
Grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.